This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's the groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. This Father's Day, power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Episode 122, Raising Babies Frugally with Chelsea Brennan. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. My name is Jill. And today we are talking to almost mamas, brand new mamas, friends who are friends with mamas. <laughs> friends who are friends? How many times removed are they? <laughs> I, I, there are friends because they're listening and they're friends with oh, mamas. Oh, our friends who are friends with mamas. Yeah. I got you. If you're All listening right. to this, I will consider you a friend. Yeah. If you're listening to this, you will, you will gain something out yeah. of it, regardless of how many babies have been born from your womb. So true. So wise. So we've got uh, Chelsea Brennan on. She is the creator of Smart Money Mamas. So because only 50% of the frugal friends actually have a child and we've only had one for a year, we thought it would be good to bring an expert on. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we did have a great conversation with her. So we're excited to share it. Yeah, I think you'll enjoy it. But first, our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by the Frugal Friends Workbook. Woo, woo, woo. So whether you're new to budgeting or trying to reach a big financial goal and need something to motivate you, you will enjoy the Frugal Friends Workbook. It's a digital workbook with six week-long challenges that'll help you save money, simplify your life, improve money conversations, and more. It's over 60 pages and can be completed on your own, but it's created to be gone through in pairs or small groups. That's why every purchase comes with two downloads Mm. so you can share or split the cost. So head to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash workbook to learn more and use the code Taco Bell, all one word, to get $10 off the regular price. Mm, So good. Mm. Also brought to you by cute aggression. That feeling you get when you see literally anything that is tiny and overwhelmingly adorable, that you grit your teeth, clench your muscles and say weird things that you would never actually do, but somehow feels right to say. Cute aggression. You either understand it completely or are entirely concerned by it. There is no in-between. When I first found out about your cute aggression, I was uh, 
entirely concerned by it. <laughs> yes. Most people are. Most people just stare at me gritting my teeth at like a little baby and thinking, dear Lord, what is she about to do? But in reality, I am gritting my teeth. All of my aggression goes to my own jaw. And then and then I very gently like um, touch the baby's head or like um (laughs) that's it that's all that's all you do (laughs) or when I come over to your house like my running joke is let's wake Kai up yeah every single time (laughs) let's go and we've never woken him up from sleep that's always like a non-negotiable it never happens but I'm always vying for it to happen no Uh, Before we get into this subject more, let's get into our interview with Chelsea Brennan. She's a former hedge fund investor and founder of Smart Money Mamas, as well as a creator of the Mamas Talk Money Summit, which is a huge free summit in October with over 30 financial experts speaking literally to tens of thousands of moms, and it's free. Uh, So we're excited to have her on the show today, sharing her frugal tips for new parents, Um, And also how you can frugally support new moms in your life. So let's get into it. Do it. Welcome, Chelsea. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me. So glad to have you on. We are excited to have you because I have a one-year-old. Jill doesn't have any kids, but a lot of our listeners are just where I'm at or starting to think about having kids mm-hmm. or even one of the girls in our frugal friends community on Facebook was like, I'm getting anxious. I don't even have kids, but my friends are starting to have kids and I don't know how to support them. Like, so, <laughs> so many different places you could be here. Yeah. It's a huge change. Um, when you have kids or when your friends start having kids, even you, and then you're wondering what you're going to do and how do you support them? And it's, it's a lot, it's a big change. Yes. Quite the transition. Yeah. We are excited for these questions that we've got for you and then just um, sharing some more like resources at the end. So uh, let's get into it. Um, So what are some of the costs new moms think they might need to spend money on, but really aren't necessary? This is kind of like the golden question. So let's get it out of the way. (laughs) So many things. We actually just had a conversation (laughs) on the Smart Money Mama's Instagram page of like, what do you wish you didn't buy? And all the answers from all the moms, which we had dozens and dozens of answers were like basically everything. And so (laughs) there's this whole industry around like the things you need to keep your kids safe, right? Like there's even Mm -hmm. this bassinet they have now that's like senses when your kid is waking up and then like rocks them back to sleep. And it's like a (laughs) $2,000 like bassinet, right? Of course. You don't need these things. (laughs) (laughs) Even if your kid likes them, they use them for two months, three months, and then it's no longer a need. And so one of the things that comes up a lot, interestingly, is a nursery. And so if you go on Pinterest, right, there's like a million like nursery designs and what style do you want and what's all the stuff. A lot of parents never really use that room. Right. And so it, at the beginning, your kid's going to be sleeping in a bassinet next to your bed or even, you know, in your bed, which I know is debatable. <laughs> we won't get too far into that, but like a lot of people end up keeping their kid in their room for quite a while. And then when they're ready to transition to m- them into their own bedroom, 
a quieter space with less stuff actually can make sleep easier for your child and they might not be in there as much. So a lot of people choose to not set up the nursery until after their kid has arrived and then they know what they need in that space. Mm. And they can also do a lot of hand-me-downs, right? For cribs, Mm -hmm. um, for books, for toys, for all that kind of stuff. The rest of it, the toys, all the crap that goes with (laughs) parenting your kids don't care about. And so this is the most frustrating thing is that you do your baby shower, you buy all this stuff, you read all these educational toys and your kid just wants to play with like a wooden spoon and the box and none of this stuff, right? They don't care. And it clutters up your house. And so we were, I was just talking to a friend recently who's expecting, whose mom wants her to add more stuff to her registry. I was like, I went through the same thing with my mom. She was like, there's more people coming to your baby shower. You need to add more things to your list. And so I did. And then I sent her pictures two years later when we were moving house and I was selling things that had never come out of the package. Like They'd just been sitting in the wow. basement. Yeah. And I was like, and I felt bad because people want to support you and they want to give you things, but you don't need a lot of stuff. And so the basics that you do need, right? Or like a place for your baby to sleep diapers and wipes cloth diapers are a great option we can talk about that too people think it's way more intensive than it actually is cloth diapers have gotten a lot easier um a way to feed them if you're going to breastfeed you might need a breast pump um if you're going to formula feed you're going to need bottles and the rest of it and then some clothes and like when we talk about clothes it depends on where you live a little bit but they need like five or six outfits that you can wash and a bunch of onesies and sleepers and the rest of it's extraneous like Mm -hmm they're not going to wear them more than one or two times before you <laughs> they grow out of them anyway. And so that's really the basic list. And then there's some things that are, you know, m- helpful if you have the space for them. Things like um, a nose Frida. Did you use one of those, Jen? I did. Yes. I yeah. used the nose um, Frida. It was helpful. What? what? Pause. Explain. Because <laughs> that just sounds... You don't really want us to explain this one. You don't. But, but we w- I will. I love I loved it. So it's a tube that you stick up your child's nose, like just up right there. And then you um, suck on the straw. And you suck on it. Yeah. And it gets the snot out. So yeah. it is helpful. Um, <laughs> that, she looks like so, she's going to throw up a little bit. So that's a staple. Like that, that needs to happen enough that that's like... Yeah, wow. because it's just more like powerful than just using the little sucker. Um, <laughs> they can't give you nose. the ball sucker. Yeah, what yeah, is happening you- to your child's nose that you need to do this so often? They're sick. They have a cold. Okay. It's only, you don't use it all the time. You only use it when they have a cold. But on the occasion, <laughs> every they time do have after a cold. <laughs> yeah, and the taste they they do have a cold. It is essential. Wow, I know what I'm yeah. getting. All my friends. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, it's fantastic. And it's not that, what's another thing that's like not that expensive, right? right? But it's, it's nice to have yes. um, a tub. Like if you're going to do the safety tub thing, we actually like almost never used ours. Our kids, uh, I'd like held them in the shower was easier for us um, until they got big enough to be in the tub. But those are some like little things, but the essentials are a really short list. So the rest mm-hmm. of it, don't get worried about like all the things that people say you need. Yeah. For the baby registry. So my solution to Uh, my mom wanting me to have this long registry uh, was that I did register for a lot of things that were affordable, but not even necessarily that I needed. Mm -hmm. And then 
went straight back after the baby shower and returned all of them and bought the hundred dollar uh, monitor that I wanted because no one was going to spend. Oh, gosh, maybe it was like one hundred and fifty bucks. It was this nice video monitor. No one was going to buy me that. Mm-hmm. So I just registered for all these things. I did the same with my bridal shower. <laughs> I just registered for all these things uh, that were just affordable and <laughs> then returned a big portion of them to get what I really wanted. So this is off script, but I imagine both of you could help with this. I, I, I would think that a big component to people feeling like they need to spend a lot of money and buy like all the things is that innate thing that starts to happen. What do they call it? Like nesting or like wanting to provide your child the best and wanting it to be a safe environment. And so like that I could see being a big reason to get sucked into spending a ton of money. Like people are playing on that and really marketers are targeting moms, just like female mothers is like who, I mean, it's a, it's a big market. So any thoughts that you guys, I mean, either one of you, again, I know this is off script, but I, I would imagine that that'd be a big reason to spend a ton of money. Like, how do you combat that thought of like, but if I buy this, then I'm providing safety and security to my child, which is important. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge component. I think when you're expecting, especially your first baby, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of, I don't want to screw this up. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And you're right. Marketers play on that. There's the, there's two sides of that. One is safety and that is huge. There are now like monitors that they sell that like will attach to your baby's foot and like track their like heartbeat and sleep patterns, which anything you want to cause like postpartum anxiety is like watching (laughs) your kids like temperature and heart rate overnight, right? Like these are not things that we necessarily need, but marketers Mm -hmm. play on you need to watch them all the time. You need to be super careful. And even car seats are an interesting one too, that I've talked to car seat experts before about like, you know, there's the hundred dollar car seat and then there's the $900 car seat and they all have to pass the same car seat tests. It's just that we have like, they add these features to like, well, your kid won't be really safe unless you put them in the the $600 car seat or whatever. And they do play on that. And I think it's remembering that, what is the, what are the actual risks here? What are, and what things have we survived for thousands of years doing like without, um, and what, what do we feel actually safe about? And I think asking that question of like, is this something that's going to cause me more anxiety, especially when it comes to all the mm. monitoring stuff that's come off mm. out the last several years, the second side that's come up more and more, even at the infancy stage is our focus on educational development. And this makes my head hurt. Like, <laughs> of like <laughs> that, like if your kid can't read by the time they're three years old, like they're behind and that they need these certain toys to develop their eyes. And like, we've gotten really, really focused on like, if you don't provide your kids with these educational resources from the beginning, they will never catch up. And the reality mm-hmm. is that's not how educational development works either. And that mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of stuff of kids, just natural exploration, just looking at the things around them is all they really need. Um, and that all these toys are extraneous. And there's actually some evidence that pushing education too early, and obviously infancy is way too early, but I'm even talking like two, three years old, can delay long-term development because kids start to resent that Mm -hmm. work and their brains aren't ready for it. And then they feel like they're not intelligent. And so they don't want to learn later in life. And so all of these things, these educational toys, remember that like their natural curiosity and ingenuity 
is going to benefit them long-term. So if they have fewer toys, they actually are more likely to interact with them and play with them longer than if they have a thousand of them. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, the marketers definitely play on that. I think it's getting clear on what do you really want? What's going to make your house make the most sense? I think clutter is something that also adds to stress and anxiety, right? And, and, And budget. And so do what fits for your family. And if you need things over time, you can always get them. But trying to buy it all during the nesting period is is tough. And for the nesting period, I don't know what your experience was, Jen, but like simply decluttering and cleaning can get that nesting energy out too. It doesn't need to be buying stuff and painting new rooms. Like it can really be like, okay, we're going to make the house safe by just making it be more organized. Yeah, we we did that. So we only got kind of what was given to us um, mm-hmm. from our buy nothing group or from um, like different mom groups on Facebook. So we just started out with that. And then he, for the first six months, really was only interested in in us and playing with us. And wasn't really interested in toys. And I'm not sure if that's like the way all babies are, but he didn't really start playing with toys until he was like nine, six to nine months old. So we had all these toys for half a year that never, even rattles uh, that you know weren't really played with. So as we identified kind of things that he started to do with the toys, then we're like, oh, this toy actually might be better for what he's trying to do. So then we went out and we looked for it. And so that way we make sure we only have kind of what he's interested in at the moment, which Mm -hmm. is like toy cars and blocks. Mm -hmm. So that's what we have out. And then other things that maybe we get for Christmas or birthdays, still in the packaging, waiting for him to be interested in them and not cluttering our house. Because Mm -hmm. yeah, cluttering adds to already the stress that you have as a new parent um, and then all of the other things going on in your life. So we try to, as, as best as possible, keep his stuff to one little corner of the living room that we can clean up every night. And yeah, like it does, it, it spews around the house. Uh, it's it like, uh, yeah, you can't avoid it. Um, but if you know that it's like a manageable, like, oh, I can push everything to the corner at the end of the night, then it, it's a little bit more bearable. But yeah, I think cleaning um, and decluttering big like resolvers for nesting syndrome way better than shopping and with the toys by the way this is not necessarily the most frugal thing but we love um we have a love every subscription for our second child and so i don't know if you're familiar uh but they are a montessori toy company they only do like wooden toys like really good tactile development and so it's a monthly subscription box and then as the kids get older so my son is two and a half he only gets with them every three months now they will send you note cards of like what they're developmentally learning about. So what you were saying, Jen, about how your son didn't start really playing with things to six to nine months. Well, kids aren't really reaching and grabbing until that age. And so they'll send you a box with a couple of toys that match where their current development skills are and that match with, you know, they're not light up, they're not plastic, they're not like, and those have been really, really good. And the boys play with them consistently and they give you tools to continue to like let them have play-based learning throughout their their toddler development, which has been really great. And those start at like $36 a month. And those are really the only kind of toys that we buy. Um, we just set that up and 
And we have parents that will buy months of those boxes, which is great. Mm. Yeah. And then you can pass them on like you can. Yes. You know, if you have Mm. a friend who's like three months behind you with their kid, they can you know buy it from you for like half price, recoup some costs. I mean, Mm -hmm. you don't have to take it all on your own if that's something that you want to do. Yeah. And they and they play with the toys even when they're past that. It's not like it's only useful for that (laughs) month of time. They still play with all the old stuff and there's ways to like increase the lessons, but it's just mostly, especially in the early on, it's very tactile, um, Mm -hmm. um, stuff. So that's always a good option too. If you're looking for ongoing, you know, development stuff that doesn't cause a lot of clutter. (laughs) This is such great news. I mean, I don't have kids. We said that already, but I just, it's so one of the things that's overwhelming to me as an observer of parenting is how much stuff people have. I'm like, this is a tiny little thing. And I I specifically remember, I cannot get this image out of my brain. Eric and I were flying somewhere and there was this couple, they had literally one infant and it took both of them to carry like like bags. There was a, a diaper bag and a car seat bag and a stroller bag and a food bag. And I, I don't, I couldn't even tell you there were just so many bags and both of them <laughs> were struggling. And this was a big dude too. And he had like five bags slung over and this massive stroller. And I'm just like, holy smokes. I mean, good for them that they're getting on this plane and they're, they're going somewhere, but this looks incredibly overwhelming <laughs> They'll probably never go anywhere again. The amount of things that they had to take. And so many people were coming in and helping them, but they both just looked so overwhelmed, like just piled up with stuff for like probably all 10 pounds worth of a human. I'm like, how much do they need? I don't know if I'm ever going to do this. That's totally a first time parent versus second time parent thing though. (laughs) The amount of stuff we would bring to take Henry anywhere and the stuff that we bring for George is like (laughs) night and day. It's like, yeah, you got some food and a toy. Like you're going to be fine. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. How do we adopt that for first time parents? Well, Anyhow, that's, this is to me such great freedom. I think just to tell people it's, you don't need that much for those who have been there before. You don't need that much. Just have the baby and then discover what you need. Yeah. However, there is a flip side to this. And I'm curious to pick your brain on this Chelsea of costs that new parents might not think about, but are legitimately important. Like, are there any pieces that you discovered? Yeah. You know what? I didn't even think about that, but, but this would be, this would have been important for us to have invested in. Yeah. So (laughs) I'll go from the most serious to kind of a couple other options. The first thing that I tell all the new moms in our community is life insurance Mm -hmm. and an estate plan. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so hard to be excited and expecting new life and your new baby and then be like, well, I have to plan for what if I die? Um, which is, you know, not the most uplifting thing, but it's yeah. incredibly, incredibly important. This is the best time to do it. Um, you're young. If you're relatively healthy, if your pregnancy is non-complicated, it, you can get life insurance while you're pregnant. You can do it quickly and easily. That way your family is covered. You and your spouse should make sure you have life insurance outside of work. And this is another thing that people sometimes in our community will come on the, well, my, my work offers life insurance. I don't need other life insurance. And the problem with that is one, they likely don't offer enough life insurance. Like the average company sponsored plan is like half your salary to maybe two times your salary. Mm -hmm. 
the average parent needs somewhere between six and 10 times their salary as life insurance. And when you think about it, um, housing is, is one of the big reasons for that, right? So if you and your spouse bought a home and you want your spouse to be able to stay there, if something happened to you and your kids to stay there, if something happened to you, if you don't have enough life insurance to pay off the mortgage or pay off a huge chunk of the mortgage, your then solo spouse has to reapply to be able to hold the mortgage on their own. And if they can't do that, if you had dual incomes, they will have to move out of the house. They will, um, mm -hmm. they won't be able to be approved for a mortgage. And so paying off mortgage is part of that. Paying off other debt is part of that number. And then paying for childcare, replacing lost income, all those things come into life insurance, right? And so mm -hmm. making sure you have good term life insurance is the first step. The second step is estate planning. And I think a lot of young families think like estate plans are for people who have a ton of money <laughs> and like, I don't have to worry about that, which isn't the case at all. Right. And especially for parents, you need an estate plan to name guardians for your kids. And if you have life insurance and a child, then you need a way that that money is going to be allocated if you, and especially if you and your partner aren't around. Um, and so this doesn't have to be super complicated if you don't have a ton of assets, if mostly you're looking at, you know, life insurance and your house and, and guardianship for your kids, you can go get a, an estate plan online. I trust and will is my favorite online resource. Mm -hmm. And it's like $69 for a will, I think is where it starts at. And you can do it all online. They will mail it to you. You do have to go get it notarized in most states but it's not as heavy as a process as you think. So those are the two expenses I'd really make sure you cover early on. And the hard thing to think about is that like pregnancy has complications and you want to make sure you're covered before you have your kid in case something happens. Or if you have some issue that you then can't go back to work um, or some disability that comes through having your baby that then you can't get life insurance in the future. Like you want to do this now so that you're protected. Yeah. So that's the first major expense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What a great gift if you were to, I, I say, I'm going to backtrack what I just said, but like a great, a great gift to give somebody like a will from trust and will. It's so affordable. Uh, mm. It's sketchy that you're gifting somebody a will, but it's, it shows that you really legitimately <laughs> care. My favorite part about spring cleaning is that post clean clarity. When I'm like, wow, I can finally think clearly. How was I functioning in that mess before? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. If this sounds like the type of spring cleaning your finances need right now, then it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash frugal. That's mintmobile.com slash frugal. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash frugal. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Now that I have kids, I'm hyper aware of the information I put online. But unfortunately, there's only so much I can do. Our personal information is everywhere on the internet, and I don't have time to monitor and take it off every website. That's why I personally use Delete Me. Delete.me is a service that finds and removes any personal information from hundreds of data broker websites and makes sure it stays off. 
Delete Me isn't just a one-time service. It's always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you don't want on the internet. I signed up, completed a questionnaire, and they took it from there, submitting opt-out requests to data broker sites and keeping my personal info private. To take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. Now, at a special discount for our listeners, today get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash frugal and use promo code FRUGAL at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash FRUGAL and enter code FRUGAL at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash FRUGAL, code FRUGAL. I know, I was just thinking like, it'd be great to (laughs) move the needle a bit where I think so many parents don't want to collect a ton of toys, but everybody in their life doesn't know what else to do. So they're just giving tons of toys and clothes Mm -hmm. that end up not being used to be able to create, like, yeah, take away the stigma from just asking for money or helping with a life insurance plan or helping with an estate plan. Those are the things that would be amazing gifts. Yeah. Yeah. And life insurance, you can go back and listen to our insurance episode, but life insurance is really affordable now for like a 20 year term policy. uh, We pay less than $20 a month and um, ours is through Haven Life, um, but there's also Ladder and Bestow and it's completely online. They will literally come to your house to do the health check. So you don't even have to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least that's how it was for us. And uh, Bestow so actually very- doesn't require health exam at all oh, if nice. you go through their policy. And then Policy Genius, uh, which is more of a, a price comparison tool, so they'll pull up a bunch of different life insurance policies. Um, they now have a policy that is only if you qualify, you have to be healthy. And like, I'm going to give the disclaimer I give every time: answer honestly about your health background. <laughs> If you don't, they do not have to honor the policy. And so make sure you're being honest, not trying to get the lowest rate possible. But if you qualify, if you're a healthy individual, um, for them, the only health exam is a phone-based one. So you're going to have like a 15-minute call just to go through your medical history, and then you'll be approved. And so you might not even have to see a doctor if you're you're healthy. Yeah. And definitely be honest, because even if you're paying, they have two years, too, where they can like revoke and, and cancel your policy and you like lose that money. So be yeah. honest. Mm. <laughs> and they can't revoke how they revoke is more. If you've lied, then mm. if you develop, I just don't want people to get nervous. Like oh, yeah, yeah. If, if you develop some ailment or illness or whatever, they can't revoke for that reason. Right. It's more if that they pull your medical records or something comes up that you have been dishonest about how you got underwritten, then they can overturn it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good. Good note. (laughs) And we talked about gifts. So we have um, our most popular product at Smart Money Mamas is our family emergency binder, which is meant to kind of fill the gap, right, between a life insurance plan and a state plan, because those things don't tell your spouse how to pay the bills, right? (laughs) Or Mm -hmm. like how to get into the passcode of your phone and all that kind of stuff. And some also emotional stuff we have in there too. So recently I was talking to Lauren, who's uh, on my team at Smart Money Mamas, and she's like, my last three friends that I got invited to their baby shower, I sent them a family emergency binder. <laughs> How wonderful. So it's been great. And we actually have a lot of people gift them to their parents for similar reasons, right? Like we have to get rid of the stigma that talking about proper financial planning, talking about death and disability and all the kind of things needs to be more open so that it makes mm-hmm. the process, if some of these things happen, less painful. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And um, we will uh, we'll definitely link to 
Chelsea's um, emergency binder in the show notes so that you guys can grab it if you want. Sounds great. The other thing, so I was going to say, I was going to go from the most extreme to to less extreme. (laughs) The other costs that I would think about are, are more around kind of a baby emergency fund is what I call it. And you don't know what costs are going to come up for your kids. Right. And so for Mm -hmm. us, with Henry, um, we ended up having to do a ton of lactation consultant visits with him. And then he still wasn't able to breastfeed. So we went, I mean, we spent a ton of money doing these private lactation consultant visits. And then we took him to an ear, nose and throat to see if there was a reason he couldn't latch properly. And all of those things cost money. And then afterwards we had to buy formula, which wasn't currently in our budget. Right. So this came up in that way with, uh, George, we had already planned for that, but some of the other things that I, I like to have that emergency fund for, for new parents is maybe planning for a week that you get home, that you have meals delivered, right. Or that you have a night nurse come in one night a week for the first couple of weeks to give you a break, especially if you have a spouse that, you know, is works a lot or works at night and can't help. Um, some things to kind of, those aren't, you know, it's not the most frugal way to do things, but if it can maintain your sanity, I think that that is a really hard time for everybody. And if you don't have family nearby, making sure you have a little bit of extra support in those weeks and that you have the money to do it if you need it uh, is a huge relief. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or, I mean, flying in a parent so they can Mm. watch. My mom is thankfully local, but she spent the first week with us and we would, you know, on every other night we would put him in the guest room with her um, so that we could like recoup. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Thank you for saying this. And I just want to, I want to highlight this because I think moms in general need to hear this. So I am a therapist and I, I counsel a lot of moms and really find that that transition is quite difficult on a lot of women Um, And a lot of my counseling just has to do with helping people find permission to be kind to themselves. Mm. Um, There's this idea that we have to do it all and we've got to be okay doing it all and everybody else is doing it all. And I think being able to hear you both say, ask for help, spend some money to be able to get yourself a break. You will be a better mom for it. I cannot tell you how many exhausted, overwhelmed, tired, burdened moms I see on a regular basis. And my work with them is, Hey, how can you get a weekend away? How can you get some sleep? I'm not going to counsel you about anything else until you get rest. Ultimately you need rest. You need to sleep. You're not going to be good for anybody else. So like find ways to do that. It's like, I don't want to ask. I don't want to burden somebody else. I don't want to pay the money. Like this is so important. I know that we say, okay, this is not maybe the most frugal. It, it, it is if we're spending money wisely and we're budgeting for it. So Mm -hmm. yeah, don't get all the expensive toys and like the monitor that tells you like whether or not your baby's awake, but get somebody to come help you so that you can go take a nap so that you can have some food and not have to worry about dinner every single night. Like I, I cannot highlight that enough. And if it helps for our listeners to hear permission to do that, it's necessary. Yeah. And a fantastic gift for a new mom is just to set up like a meal train with like five of your friends. And, Mm -hmm. you know, for five nights, everyone just brings one meal. It Mm -hmm. is it is a fantastic gift and costs, you know, almost nothing. You just make a double batch of what you were making for dinner anyways. Mm -hmm. And it's great. And also not not necessarily coming in 
to the house. And like, mm-hmm. sometimes you, people don't want guests then it's like, you're overwhelmed. You're trying to figure out how to breastfeed. If you're going to breastfeed, like all this stuff is really overwhelming. And so I had a really good friend, um, with Henry that would like drop something on the doorstep. <laughs> and she was like, I left food on, on the d- doorstep. Like, if you want to have coffee tomorrow, let me know. But like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm out of your space or mm-hmm. would come over and be like, all right, I'm going to fold the laundry in the laundry room. Like, mm-hmm. if you need me, I'm over here. Mm-hmm. And that was like, yeah just enough presence. I think sometimes people come over and they're like, I want to hold the baby for you. And you're like, mm-hmm. I don't need you to hold the baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. What I need you to do is like do all this other stuff. Exactly. Yes. And I, yes, that is something that my sister taught me too. She's like, no, I don't want you to hold my baby so I can go do other work. Like I want to hold my baby. You can clean the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously that takes like a different level of friendship, but that has changed my perspective. Like if I'm going to come over to somebody's house, I'm not going to ask for that. I'm going to say what needs to be cleaned. And yeah, Yeah. usually it's going to take 10 to 15 minutes. And what a blessing that is for a new mom. Mm -hmm. Or dropping the laundry off at a wash and fold service and and picking it up like Mm -hmm. something like that. And another thing is I know um, a lot of people try and do these things in the first few weeks. Um, And yes, that is the most stressful. But for me, it was kind of like after three weeks when everybody was gone And it was still just, it was still stressful, Mm -hmm. but like I'd lost all the, you know, initial people trying to help. Um, So take into consideration, you don't have to be there right when mom gets home from the hospital that, you know, wait that, you know, you can wait, you know, three, three, four weeks and she will still need and value your help just as much. Totally, totally yes. agree. And the one thing, Joe, with the you, you mentioned your therapist, um, I want to mention for moms who need to hear it. One thing I wasn't aware of is that postpartum can start anytime in the first year. Mm-hmm. And so with my first, I didn't develop postpartum depression and anxiety until he was six months old. And so I was back at work. I did my first two months back at work. No problem. Everything was fine. And then it hit and I did not identify it as postpartum at all because I was like, well, he's it's he's six months old. Like, what could this possibly be? And so I didn't get treatment at all with him until actually after the birth of my second. So I struggled with it for almost two years Mm. and then had somebody be like, actually, this could just still be postpartum. Um, so watch for that. And, and more, it's hard to put the onus on the mom to recognize when something mm-hmm. is wrong like that. Cause it's but like educating your spouse, um, talking, asking your OB, if she can, he or she can explain to your partner, um, what this looks like and what to watch out for. Pediatricians can be a huge help too. in like educating your partner and, and reminding you what's normal and what's not. Um, but just watch out for it in that whole first year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our pediatrician yeah. actually had me fill out a form every time we came in asking about my mental health, which I thought was really cool. So like for That's the whole great. first year. Yeah. Cause I saw her way more than I saw my OB. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So if, I mean, pediatricians are, um, able to identify and help with that. So don't be afraid to ask. Well um, said, which I think just continues to highlight that the care for you as a mom is so important that like Mm -hmm. good diet, being able to get sleep, still engaging with other human adults, (laughs) human (laughs) adults. Like these are all important things. Um, it looks different. It will absolutely look different in this massive transition, but yes, care for yourself too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. A budget in for self-care is 
the moral of that story. <laughs> yeah, and if you can find a good local moms group, I think it's hard in the mm-hmm. time of COVID because right? no one's really going near each other. But in general, finding a local moms group, or even a mo- local mom Zoom call or something that you can have some people and maybe they don't become your closest friends forever. So maybe they will, but like, it's just other people who are going through the same thing can yeah. be really, really helpful. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, Chelsea, so for so for the physical things we do need, um, what are some ways that you kind of saved money on that stuff? Yeah, there's a lot of good ways uh, to save money here. I think the first one you mentioned earlier is a local buy nothing group um, where people are passing things on, talking to friends about hand-me-downs. I think the crazy thing about baby stuff is that you don't use it for very long mm-hmm. and then it's still in perfectly good condition most of the time. So asking for hand-me-downs and even offering and saying like, you know, maybe your fr- friend had a first baby, they're thinking about a second one and saying like, I, I will give it back to you when, when we're done with it, having some agreements around that. Mm-hmm. Um, sharing costs can work as well of, you know, if you're expecting a baby and your friend is having is earlier in their pregnancy and you can pass it, you can buy it together and pass it down as well. There's things to do that, but there's a lot of places to where you can really get things for free, whether it's buy nothing groups or hand-me-downs. The second one um, is thrift shops. There's lots of thrift shops that are just for baby stuff. And so Once Upon a Child is a really popular chain that's in most areas of the country. Um, And that's where you can get things gently used. The quality's been checked. It works. um, Good clothes and things like that for much cheaper than you could do at regular price. Mm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. I have been loving um, kids consignment events, like these pop-up events. Yes. Um, so the one near me is called Rialana, but there are a lot of different ones. So it's like just between friends, kids, closet connection, you know, we fill in the blank. Cause there's a lot that start with we something. So just looking for like kids consignment event in your city can pop up. And usually there's one in the spring and the fall. And typically they will have an early shopping time for expecting mothers and you can bring one person uh, and then consigners, I mean, you can consign stuff too and make some money. I usually do it just to make enough to reimburse whatever I will spend uh, at the event. So I have, I've been loving those like since I was pregnant. Mm. Yeah, that's great. Those are awesome. What about Chelsea medical costs, like for delivery and baby well checks and that kind of thing? What should new moms, pregnant moms be preparing themselves for? Yeah. So for well checks, for baby well checks, most of those are, at least least a certain number of them are covered by insurance through ACA. And so you don't necessarily have to worry about that. Um, Maternal well checks during pregnancy, that depends on your health insurance plan. I think this is a really good place to call your insurance provider and ask what is going to have to be, what are we going to have to earn the deductible for and what what are we mm-hmm. not? Some of those things are covered and some aren't. Um, to kind of get a sense. And then for hospital stay costs, those can be really high, right? In the US, we have some healthcare problems. And so on average, you're talking... to $6,000. It can be more if you have a C-section or you have a longer stay in the hospital. And that you do typically have to pay your deductible for first. So if you don't Mm -hmm. have a PPO and you have a deductible, you have to pay that off first. And so understanding what your deductible is is another place to ask good questions. Um, And then if you're pregnant, and having a baby the next calendar year, keep in mind that you're going to have to do your deductible twice. And so 
planning and budgeting for that if you're if you're lapping over. Now, if you want to reduce delivery costs, if that's something that like you're going to have to pay your deductible and you're willing to consider other options, birthing centers tend to be cheaper. You can usually anywhere between $1,500 and $3,000 to do, and that includes, in a birthing center, you're usually including um, prenatal visits and postpartum care in that as well. Um, same with if you wanted to hire a midwife that may work in a hospital or in a birthing center, um, or will even come to your home. Those are some ways that you can lower delivery costs if you're having a, a non-complicated pregnancy and birth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're talking for delivery in the thousands of dollars and you would just want to make sure you're asking good questions. Now, part of the problem when you call the hospital and say, what are your delivery average delivery costs? Is that they're going to be real cagey with you because they don't know. Because if you come in, <laughs> yeah. well, first of all, the doctors don't know. No, like they, they don't have an answer. And they're specifically kept from knowing those numbers so that they don't determine people's care based on cost, which I understand, but makes it really hard as a patient. Um, but what you, but what the problem is, if you come in and have a completely uncomplicated vaginal birth and you leave in two days, your price is radically different than if you have a long, complicated birth that ends up in an emergency C-section and you spend two weeks in the hospital, right? And so they don't want to give you a number and then be radically off. They can usually give you a range. You can ask specific questions of like, okay, what is an uncomplicated birth on average cost? What is a cesarean on average cost? Just so that you kind of know and understanding that if you have standard health insurance, you're only going to have to go up to your deductible. And so if you can't get good answers, at least plan to pay your full deductible. And if you don't have to, then you can cover that. Not, sorry, I'm going to stop because I'm rambling. No, you're not. <laughs> uh, okay, well, this is I great. Was gonna, yeah, I was going to share my experience. So, so that is common, but that's where choosing your OB or your midwife is really important because the one that I chose had a set standard price mm. um, for everything, even if it overlapped calendar years. Um, and it was just based on what insurance you have. So selecting a um, an office and and I almost went with a birth center because I'm healthy first pregnancy um, but then decided to go with an OB just just because and then ended up having uh, Kai was breech and so I had a planned c-section but the c-section was the same price as if I delivered naturally so okay. personally I kind of felt like I was getting a deal like I was getting more <laughs> for my money <laughs> <laughs> But uh, also, I had to actually switch insurance providers like a month before I gave birth. Oh, my gosh. And yeah. Uh, So I found out that my husband's my husband's plan offered was a lower cost at my OB than my insurance plan that I was on. So when we switched to him, I actually got money back. So it's worth asking, like once you choose an OB, asking, okay, so between this plan and this plan, what's the cost if this was my insurance and what would be the cost if this was my insurance? And so maybe you might want to switch early on in the process and like not a month before you give birth. Um, And then also, again, a week after you give birth, it was just 2019 was a year. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, uh, those are questions to ask in the process of choosing um, your care. 
Yeah. And I think there's also a good place to really talk to your insurance provider of what options they have. And so a lot of plans will offer covering a breast pump or they'll cover a birthing mm-hmm. class or they'll reimburse part of a birthing class. Um, there's usually a lot of different things that they'll do that are small perks and you want to know what they are going into it so that you can take full advantage of those and you're not buying something and then trying to get reimbursed after mm-hmm. the fact when you, there was a process you should have gone through in the first place. Absolutely. Yeah. And we paid for a, um, a birthing class we actually chose a higher cost one that was kind of more like holistic versus the one they offered at the hospital. Uh, and I, I would pay that money again and again because it was just a great class. And we actually met some people who, you know, their babies were going to be the same age as Kai. And so yeah. they became our friends. And ironically enough, we all ended up having C-sections anyway. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> but um <laughs> I would pay that money again and again just because that experience was so positive. Mm, it's so great. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know what else is positive? And, and we will I would do, do again, again and again and again. And again. This segue. <laughs> the bill of the week. <laughs> That's right. It's time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the bill of the week. Chelsea, every week we invite our guest or one of our listeners to share with us their bill of the week. Do you have one for us? Yes. So my bill of the week was I recently paid the bill for my new sit to stand desk, which I'm at right now. And so I, I purchased it, but it was back ordered. And so they sent it me once it was available that I could pay it, pay for the desk. I paid for it and it arrived. It's my favorite thing in the world. So it's from Uplift Desk. It's a crazy, stupid, expensive desk, <laughs> but I'm happy to pay for it because it's like automatically raises from, from sit to stand. I have a balance board that goes with it, which for someone like me that fidgets like crazy is been the most productive, amazing thing. Uh, so we paid that last week. It arrived over the weekend uh, and we got it set up. And that is my bill of the week. Amazing. Wow. <laughs> that, I, I, I feel like I, that would be something I could use. I'm always having trouble closing my stand ring on my on my Apple Watch because I just work and I like will sit for five hours straight. I love yeah. these bills that people, could, yeah, because others will call into Chelsea with these things that they have purchased that aren't necessarily inexpensive, but they love it. This has been an intentional purchase. And I think that's so great too. Although I am yeah. a little bit worried for when my husband edits this episode because he has been um, drooling over some desks, some standing desks. And he's like, it'd be so great if it's automatic. And then I looked at the price and I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, I was looking at the price. So the desk was like, I'll tell you, the desk was like $850 with the balance board and everything, which yeah. is expensive for a desk. But then I went on Pottery Barn just because I was like, what do people pay for like when they go to the, one of these stores? And I was like, oh my God, like these are like $2,000. That's that what I not, thought you were going to say. That's what I thought you were going to be too. like the price of a Peloton. Yeah. Like, wow. So oh, wow. it was totally worth <laughs> worth the price for me, especially because I'm, I'm like you, Jen, I'm like, I'm working all the time. I'm sitting way too often. It's horrible for my back. Yeah. Um, 
And so it's been good. I recently just upgraded my desk chair to a chair that we found on the side of the road that has padding, but it's like ripping on the bottom. So I have a receiving blanket over the rips so they don't bother my butt. Um, Yeah, I'm like upgrading as I go, as I grow. Yeah, as I grow. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, if you want to submit your bill of the week to us, whether it is your sit to stand desk or anything else that you purchase that you're super excited about or anything related to a bill, you know the drill. Visit frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill. Leave us your bill. I even yes, rhymed I there. Look at me. Yeah, I know like, you did. I know, Girl, like get some it. beat poetry happening you over get here. On, get on TikTok. <laughs> oh, mm. gosh. Yes. <laughs> I have aged out of that system. Yeah, I tried it. I, I didn't even upload anything. <laughs> Ooh. How do I get my partner on board with our finances? It's a top question we get from listeners, and we've realized it's a game changer when there are tools that allow you to work together better, like Monarch. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com frugal. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple design makes it so easy to set up and manage your household finances. Plus, they have built-in collaboration features so you can invite your partner at no extra cost. After trying out Monarch myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal for your extended 30-day free trial. Go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. When it comes to ensuring your company has top-notch security practices, things can get complicated fast. Vanta automates compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, and more, saving you time and money. With Vanta, you can streamline security reviews by automating questionnaires and demonstrating your security posture with a customer-facing trust center. Over 7,000 global companies like Atlassian, Flow Health, and Quora use Vanta to build trust and prove security in real time. Listeners can claim a special offer of $1,000 off Vanta at vanta.com slash special. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com slash special for $1,000 off Vanta. And now it's time for the lightning lightning round. round. That was a good motion, Jen. I'm sorry that our listeners can't see that anymore. We're not recording. Because we're, we're not, not posting the video. video. Yeah, no, not. Because <laughs> Jen Gosh. likes wearing her workout clothes too much when we record. They're still close. I don't, you make it sound like I'm wearing, like, you can't see my workout clothes. <laughs> this is <laughs> because you can see my shoulders. We're not allowed to post the video anymore. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. So today's lightning round, we are talking about some ways that friends can support their friends who are new moms. We kind of sprinkled this in, um, but we're going a little more targeted because I feel like our, a lot of people in the frugal friends community have echoed this like desire to want to support their new mom friends. Um, and then also learn a little bit about what they're going to need, you know, Mm -hmm. what to ask for. Yeah. So Chelsea, as our guest of honor, will you start? 
Yeah. So one of the ways that you can support your new mom friends is like we said, offering some household help, whether that's you know, coupons for you to come over and do the laundry or drop a wash and fold service. One of my favorite gifts for new moms is actually a gift certificate for a house cleaning. And so Amazon prime, like lets you do this with Amazon prime home now that you can like pick your friend's address and send a house cleaning service. And so that's my favorite thing to do, but really just any way to help the mom and maybe even like, some gifts for the mom. So like I do, I, I like to send a care package of like water bottles because food and water, some <laughs> snacks and a nice candle or something that's really for their self-care and is not a gift for the baby because sometimes you become a new mom and then people forget that you are a person. <laughs> they just want to pay attention to your baby. So. Yes. So oh my true. gosh. Yes. Um, well, Jill, Jill took my original one. So Jill, you go next while I continue to think. <laughs> Absolutely. So for me, I send, this is just something I, I do already. Hopefully it's enjoyed. I will send <laughs> food deliveries from local restaurants. Like I'll ask people, what do they want? Or I'll send them a gift card to like Grubhub or DoorDash or something so that they don't have to go out of the house and can get food that they actually really want. Cause well, you all know I have a hard time, a hard enough time cooking for myself, much less cooking for somebody else. And then like aligning that on a day when I can drop it off at somebody's house. Like, no, it's, it's too much. Uh, so I just send them, I send them food. Like, what do you want? Here you go and get it delivered to their house. And I pay the tip and all that. Um, because I also think new moms have got to be tired of all that homemade lasagna that does get dropped <laughs> off at their door. And I also think people are dropping off like a lot, like just a ton of carbs and maybe some unhealthy food. And so I try to think like, okay, what, what would be some fresh fruit produce? Um, yeah, like you said, Chelsea, some things for the mom, maybe even some things for the other kids. If there, if there's other children in the home and we're talking new moms, but, um, yeah, if it's a second or third baby, sometimes that can be appreciated too. And I try to do it all like inexpensively. I'm not like, you know, I'm not like spending all my money on people, but I think it can help. So even like getting reduced gift cards through, I know we've talked about on our podcast, jenraise.com mm -hmm. and we've got a, a code. I think it's frugalfriends.com slash frugalfriendspodcast.com slash raise. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So yeah, you can even purchase some of these things for your friends in some inexpensive ways or give people those gift cards that you got discounted. Yes. Uh, so yeah, those were uh, the two options that I was thinking of Dang. the cleaning and well, the laun laundry would have been yeah. my thing that I would have said, like either doing it for them or if you don't want to see their um, unmentionables, just sending it to a wash and fold place. It's very inexpensive mm -hmm. per pound. Um, so doing that because there's a lot of laundry that goes like with a new baby. Um, and specifically doing it, not just in the first month, but like in the second month, I think it was the second and third month that I started to have like true mental breakdowns. Mm. Uh, so that would have been do you, very nice. Do you, Jen, have any tips for people? Like just if they want to give a tangible gift, like what was super helpful to you? Like what's a good go-to gift? Uh, it depends. So I'm, I'm super practical. So mm -hmm. like diapers were everything yeah. for me. Um, yeah. And, but as far as like a, 
Uh, I a good gift that I received, a really good one, was a book that was customized with his name in it. Mm. Um, so that was really great because he's not super into books right now, but when we start reading to be able to like read that book with his name in it Mm. uh, will be super nice. And um, so my friend Jessica like had that book made um, from a website, but um, my friend Andy from Marriage, Kids and Money actually found this series, this book that had Kai's name in it. It wasn't like he didn't have it made. It just had Kai's name in it. Uh, and he sent that to us, uh, which was really great. Oh, um, that's cool. And it's Finlit Kids. So it's a book about like financial liter- literacy for kids. <laughs> that's awesome. so cool. It was, I'm obsessed. So yeah. So like a book with his name. But yeah, for for the mom, oh my gosh, wine was really fun. <laughs> wine. There you go. I won't lie. <laughs> Yes. I only breastfed for six months because I couldn't I couldn't keep timing my wine drinking. You couldn't pumping. stay away from your bottle. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, this has been yeah. fun. We should probably end now. For sure. Chelsea. Um, Chelsea, tell us about what you have going on at Smart Money Mamas and Mamas Talk Money. Yeah. So at Smart Money Mamas, we're actually going to be rolling out a new product uh, at the end of August, beginning of September called the New Mama Money Plan, where we're really going to walk people through like, what do you have to do to financially prepare for a baby? How do you plan for their first year? How do you get the right life insurance? All those kind of things. Um, and then my favorite part of that workbook, it'll be a workbook and then a training video that goes with it. My favorite part of it is actually thinking about what you want your work career to look like post baby and how to prepare for maternity leave if you're going to go back to work or how to think about being a stay-at-home mom and your budget, if not. Um, So we're really excited about that coming out in a few weeks. And then Mamas Talk Money, which is our annual online conference, happens October 12th through the 16th this year. We're really excited. The lineup of speakers is phenomenal, and we can't wait for that. So that's a free event if anyone wants to come attend uh, in October. Yes. Um, And so we will have those links in our show notes. But um, you can also visit Frugal Friends Podcast dot com slash new mama and we will have that um our affiliate link for that workbook and masterclass and then frugalfriendspodcast.com slash mamas for the summit how are you spelling mamas m-a-m-a-s good just making so sure it's Some a, people that's a would, good question th- thank you yeah thank you yeah <laughs> That's a good question. M A M A S. Nice. Because I right, spell thanks. Mama M O M M A. Just yeah. just to let you know. Well, okay. <laughs> it's not how we spell it. You don't have a child that speaks in in two syllable words. Um, I complicate so, it with more yeah. letters than I need. Yeah. All right, Chelsea, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, we look forward to uh, seeing you around and checking out what you have on uh, your website. Thanks so much for having me. This was fun. So good. Yes. I'm not a parent and I still feel like I gained so much from that conversation. 
Yeah, I feel like we had a lot of ways that friends and moms can support new moms and then giving grace because uh, I think that's a big there's a big lack of grace mm. uh, in new moms mm-hmm. like to themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we I need hope, permission. We all need permission yeah. in a lot of ways, yeah. And I hope that that this can give you some like you don't need really anything except for to love your child and to keep them safe and alive. Yeah. And a few thousand dollars to give birth to them. For sure. Yeah. (laughs) But even that's debatable because they'll deliver your baby just when it's coming. They'll deliver it. Yeah. And then they'll charge you. Right. So thanks so much for listening. We want to thank you for your kind reviews on iTunes and Stitcher like this one. Money conversations you wish you had with your friends. Jen and Jill are the friends you wish you had in real life to talk money with. I tune in every Friday to hang out with these ladies. They have a fresh perspective on personal finance content, but know how to keep it real. I also love that Jen and I are both social workers. She meant Jill. Mm -hmm. That's not me. There are not a lot of others in our field willing to talk about finances. Love from Toronto, Canada, Megan. Mm, thanks so much, Megan. I love yes. being social workers together from afar. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Talking about finances. We also want to thank our friends who share these episodes on social media. So when you share the latest episode and tag us on Facebook or Instagram, we're adding you to our monthly drawing. For every five tags and reviews we get each month, we give away one copy of the Frugal Friends Workbook, which you've been listening. If you've been listening, that that actually means like two copies because one copy comes with two downloads. So mm-hmm. you're welcome. Deals. So keep leaving us reviews on iTunes and Stitcher and sending those screenshots to frugalfriendspodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to tag us on social. We'll see it from the social media site. See you next week. Bye. Frugal Friends is produced, edited, and mixed by Eric Siriano. So today's my birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. That is what I wanted. That is like the only reason to tell somebody that it's your birthday is like for them to be like, oh my word, happy birthday. You're amazing and beautiful. And like all the things. You're finally, you're joining me at 31. Yes. Such a weird number. Right. It's a, I got a vacuum for my 31st birthday. I do need a vacuum, but that's not what I want. Um, I got a house and I feel like that's going to be like my birthday present and Christmas present for like the next five years. (laughs) Every time Eric buys something for the house, it's going to be like a gift. Here you go. Happy birthday. Like, oh, we screened in the porch. Happy birthday. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll accept tile. that, Merry honestly, because yeah. I do want those things. So I'll take it. If he's putting in <laughs> effort and like building me things and making my house more beautiful, I'm on board. However, you and I were looking at these like house slippers the other day, which is, it's such like a luxury that I probably don't need, but these floors are so hard. I, I'm accustomed. They're not a luxury. House slippers are just sure. a nice thing I'm to I'm accustomed have. to walking on like hardwood floors or carpet 
it. But down here, man, you guys just basically have concrete cement floors and it's taking a toll on my feet and my body. <laughs> and I'm like, we do, what do slippers do? down here in Florida. Yeah. And I found these That's really cool leather slippers. Uh, well, we don't do leather slippers. I know, slippers, I know. That's where but... I take it too far. But maybe yeah. I'll get them for myself <laughs> for my birthday. <laughs> yeah, you can always get something. Eric will be like, what was this charge? And I'll be like, something for the house, you know. New house costs, renovations, am I right? <laughs> LOL. <laughs> Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. 